1: Lord Almighty, I feel my temperature rising. rising. Mm. Football fever is burning through to my soul. Yeah. Cats, 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 you're gonna set me on fire. Mmm. My brain is flaming, but I know just where to go. Yeah. Kicking off and the bill will be a rockin'. And Bosco's to talk talkin' purple love, love. purple love, love. Bosco's boy Oh, just a hunka hunka purple love. love, just a hunka hunka purple love, Bosko boy Oh, just a hunka hunka. Bosco's boys, and the hands are talking purple
2: love. Boom, the boys are back, and it is time for a Thursday night live show. Uh, getting things started, getting ready for the big matchup with Central Florida. Uh, should be a fun one tonight. We'll have to put a bow on the Missouri game. We will get all of our predictions for the UCF game uh, going. Uh, we'll, we'll get everyone's take on that. And uh, we'll have time to, we'll probably have time to address uh, the not-so-fun news that is the ending of Daniel Green's K-State career. Again, someone who's going to go down uh, you know, amongst the cult heroes of this era, a true foundation member passing of the torch from Bill Snyder to Chris Kleiman. I will say uh, this is horrible transition having nothing to do with what I just said. Uh, I've I've maybe seen a sneak peek of the K-State big 12 uh, schedule. I might've seen when a few home games are, I think K-State fans for the most part are going to be pleased with how things are looking in Bramlage Coliseum, this summer this winter less than 50 days away from k-state basketball tipping off and next week during the bye week hoping to get some fun basketball content going as well so without further ado we have some folks in here i'm sure people will be trickling in throughout the hour let's get into it let's get the let's get the not so fun part out of the way so we can move on to ucf i'm going to start with my guy casey casey um final final thoughts put a bow on missouri and then we're on to big 12 play um what are your takeaways from that one
3: yeah it's it's a little bit tough to put a bow on that one that uh that just sucked i I say that but every time i've talked about
2: the game i'm like this game is gonna haunt me until i have children so like you know i I say that
3: but i'm right there with you yeah that uh not not much. There's not really a way to try and spin it or anything. That just that was just a brutal, brutal game.
2: Yep, I'm right there with you. Let's go. Uh, well, let's go to Cameron next. Cameron, is this your first time uh, live show? I can't remember. I can't keep track of it. If it is, welcome. If it's not, I'm sorry for forgetting.
4: Uh, yep, yeah, this is my first time. Hey, um, welcome,
2: welcome, friend.
4: To put a bow on Missouri, I'd say, I mean, look, they had to play their A game. Brady Cook had his best game of his career. Um, We pretty much had to play our worst game, um, especially, like, coaching-wise. So, I don't know. I don't think it was as bad as it seems right now because, obviously, the loss hurts a lot. Like, it's definitely the worst one that I can remember. But I feel like going forward um, on a positive note, I don't think we're going to play that bad again. And I also don't think we're going to play an ass talented defense or in terms of just stars wise, a team like that until maybe Texas.
2: Yeah. I I think I'm right there with you. Honestly, if they had a competent coach, I mean, I probably wouldn't give too much of a second thought. It's just the fact that the fucking dork ass Eli Drinkwitz is their coach. uh, And that's probably why it bothers me again good point i think they probably have five maybe six nfl guys who are starting on that defense but it is what it is it's it's still gonna hurt we'll go to cole next then we'll go to map and then we'll uh, go to joel uh cleaning us all up cole uh what what do you got for me my friend Um, i would
5: just say a quick uh summary is just it was a nice swift kick
2: in the nuts um Except for it Other wasn't that. swift. It would have. It probably would have been if it was swift. <laughs> no, it was a long, drawn out process. As someone who was there, it was not yeah. swift at all. Well, it was
5: still kicking the nuts. But um, I think KFC Fan always says the best. You know, you know when you lose, it's never as bad as it seems. So time to time to time to go on and get ready for Big Twelve play.
2: Yeah, but I think he also says uh, when you win, it's never as great as it seems. But, you know, hey, we'll, we'll hopefully we get to be talking about how uh, the next time we talk, hey, maybe, maybe, you know, we're not God's gift of earth uh, just because we beat UCF by 50. Hopefully we have a 52 to 2 game and we can do the inverse of this. We'll go to Map next. Map, uh, put a bow on the uh, Missouri game from your perspective.
6: Well, I was thinking about the loss last couple of days and, you know, last when we lost to Texas, TCU and even Tulane it didn't bother me as bad as this one cuz i think it was just because of Missouri and for me um and i know a lot of you on here are a lot younger than i am this goes back clear back to the 70s and 80s of the big 8 and um all of that so uh you know the the fights between Missouri and KU and all that we always those and Colorado too but those those two were the ones we always wanted to to beat and, and to show up on. And I don't know. It was, I've got to watch a little bit of it because I was at the state fair and stuff. So, um, but uh, I don't know. It just hurt a little bit. But you know, you just got to, you know, we just didn't show up and we're just going to have to do it Saturday.
2: I wish I was at the state fair. Um, it was horrible. Also, man, that stadium. <laughs> you're in the sec you have all that money and that's what the stadium's like i mean uh i mean come on come on missouri have a little bit more pride let me go to my guy joel before we move on and if anyone shows up late we're not giving them a chance to come back you know sometimes we do that rapid fire no we're not going back to this game i'm i'm, I'm not i don't want to ever talk about this game ever again so joel you're going to be the last one uh put a bow on this game
0: yeah yeah uh been uh been sad boy hours for sure. Uh way too much old Drake has been played uh since Saturday. Marvin's room, that old dude, man, banger to this day, let me tell you. Um, but dude, yeah, just such a frustrating loss. Like everything about that game. D backs fucked. Sorry. Linebackers, fine. D-line, fine. O-line sucked, and then was kind of okay. Quarterback play kind of sucked. Running back play for some reason. We still love to run our 5'9 running back between the tackles. We have a 6'1, 220-pound man that we can run. I don't get it. Colin Klein, I love you though. Happy late birthday, my boy. Um, coaching, F grade for sure, though. Um both sides, to be honest, but Yeah, like what everybody else said, uh, when you get matched up against, like, baby DK Metcalf, like, there's really not much you can freaking do sometimes, so on to the next.
2: Yep, on to the next. It's on the Big 12 play, and uh, what helped me move on was an ice-cold pint from Manhattan Brewing Company. The only redeeming part of my trip to Columbia was reminiscing and having some good times with my friends over some Manhattan Brewing Company pounders back at the Airbnb because you know I wasn't going to be caught dead out and about amongst the Missouri people Friday or Saturday, quite frankly. But Manhattan Brewing Company, I'm going to be there before the game on Saturday, getting a few pints straight from the source of pumpkin batch and towny wheat. And guess what? They have it back. The Purple Beer Championship run is back. Getting the Manhattan Brewing Company before it's gone. It sold out super quick last time, uh, so you better get there. All right, Uh, we're going to deviate just a little bit since... Uh, We have a smaller crew right now. Uh, We're probably not going to take up the whole hour. I want to specifically ask about what you hope to see at quarterback on Saturday. I am, again, pretty sure this isn't coming directly from anyone, Veneer, but I'm pretty sure the Will Howard injury is a lot of, it's going to come down to pain tolerance. It is not anything that is, it's like nothing's broken, nothing's torn. Um, The guy is just really banged up. With that knowledge, are you saying, hey, Will, we want to roll with you? Or are we saying, hey, Will, take the week off, take the bye week off. We need you as close to 100% as we can get when we go down to Stillwater and we're going to roll with the kid. If you were making the call with that limited information, what would you do? We're going to start with Casey.
3: If it's just a pain thing, I'd say let Will make the choice if it's something where – if it's like an injury, if he gets hit wrong and he's out two months, no, 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 don't risk it. Let Avery cook. I, I trust him enough, but if it's just a pain thing and Will says, no, I want to gut it out, man, let him, let him go see what he does. If, if you go through a quarter and he's, he's not up for it. All right. Put in, put in Avery if you have to. All right. We'll go to Cameron next. Cameron, if you're making the call, how would
4: you deal with that? Um, Look, this is not the old days. We're not rolling out some middle-level three-star guy, okay? We have Avery Johnson. I went to Derby. I saw him come lose to us. But when he's out there, he is just a game-changer. I mean, this kid's got speed. He can put it right where you need it, throwing-wise. We're going into a bye. Let him sit. Let him get rested up. We're playing a horrible Oklahoma State team. There's no reason to roll him out at UCF. You have one of the best K-State recruits, Of all time so that's what i would say i'd go i'd go with avery
2: all right cole what would you do in this situation if chris klein and colin klein call you up and say coley dubs we hear you on the live show we don't really agree with you ever but we're gonna let you make the decision anyways Uh, what are you telling them uh first i'd ask why the hell you're calling me um well, hey, in my, you know, they're, they're curious too. <laughs> they, 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 they thought that they had a, uh, you know, Colorado Coles number and then you picked up and then, yeah. well, you know, we're going to ask you. Easy mistake. Um, I, I don't know. I just don't like, the,
5: I don't like the idea of rolling out Howard. I mean, I get it's a pain thing, but we saw how pretty immobile he was at certain points in last week. And I just let him heal up, get fully healthy, fully confident, be able to move a little bit, just, I think it's time to trust Avery Johnson and just, you know, just get get by this week, let Avery Johnson go, get the dub, and then let Will heal
2: up and roll through Big 12 play. We'll go to our guy Map next. Map, uh Chris Kleinman correctly gets your phone number. He trusts what you have to say.
6: Uh what what are you what are you gonna advise him on? Well, I can agree with Cole. If if he can't move back there and is more or less a setting duck, um, I think Avery um, but I do think though, if they put him back there, the young kid, I think they're gonna have to open up the playbook. I think uh let him let's see what he's got. Um I don't want to say it, it's his like debut because we've already seen play two games, but those were kind of short. Um let him, you know, start off with a few runs, but but uh make we've got to keep that defense on their toes. And I think with a, uh, with a mobile quarterback and I've seen him throw in practice stuff or in, in a uh, warmup stuff, the kid can throw. So it's not like we're going to be losing a whole lot there. So let him see what he can do. And then, you know, maybe if it's a pain tolerance, then you keep, um, Howard there just in case. So we'll go to Joel
2: next Joel, uh, what would you say? What, what would you do if you had to put your coaching visor on with your uh, game day polo and Lululemon
0: khakis with purple Nikes like the coaches do? What are you telling them? Bro, you just described my outfit from last week. I mean, um, that's because you're
2: stylish. You, you could probably sneak down onto the field and just be like, yeah, I'm with, I'm with the team. I'm a <laughs> GA. You know, I'm an analyst. Me Let me down here.
0: Don't, don't give me ideas. You know me. I uh, will. I absolutely. mean, look,
2: look, timeout. I'm hoping no one from security is listening. You 100% if you if you put on a purple polo, khakis and purple shorts and a visor, you 100% could get down on the field during warmups and you could you might even be able to like just kind of walk around and avoid security the entire game. You I hear that, kids. I'm Uncle just Scott I, is telling I, I'm you, <laughs> just saying, if you get caught don't tell them, don't come to me, uh but you might be able to pull it off. Just just don't do anything stupid.
0: Yeesh, not legal advice. All right. Yeah, not uh, legal.
2: That, that is uh, entertainment purposes
0: only, narrative storytelling. Bang. Um, yeah, so you hit me up. It's 3.30 Saturday afternoon. Ask me, hey, what we should do with the quarterback situation. I'm saying this. Put them both out there for warm-ups, and you're going to see how much Will can move. You're not going to say who's going in and starting. You're going to have them both prepare as starters, have them both throw to the ones, but you're going to be watching Will. Because I swear to God, if we put him out there and he's standing like a freaking dead body out at receiver again, I'm going to lose my mind. I'll probably end up on the field. Um, That being said, uh, with Avery that way, we'd probably be playing. I honestly hope we see a lot of Jake Rubley because – we need to wrap that boy up in some bubble wrap this year. Like we cannot get Avery hurt. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. It it will be interesting. We'll we'll go to Ema Elvis next Ema Elvis. I know you came in the middle of this conversation, uh, but we're just getting everyone's take on uh, what, what should, what should the team do on Saturday quarterback? Uh, I I mentioned, I have it on relatively, I I, would call it like B minus be sourcing, uh, that it's not anything broken, not anything torn. It's a pain management situation for Will Howard. Uh Knowing that very vague sort of information, what would you do quarterback? Do you do you roll him out there or are you going with the young kid, AJ?
7: I would go with the true freshman because if it's a deep bruise or, or multiple bruises on his, he said, his leg, that's pretty vague. Uh, but Oh, he he all, straight up said that. Sorry, I I stayed that, away. That, from, I, that's I, what I heard he did say in in uh, his game. part of the the oh. Tuesday press conference. Okay, oh okay, is, is I I, that, he I didn't. Know it's if my leg. He said or maybe it was that right after the game. I, said, I
2: can't remember. I have not watched any. I've not the only yeah, thing I've really away. watched is some Chris Kleiman stuff. I I could not bring myself to do any post game stuff. So if he says yeah, one of one Bruce of the other thing. cat
7: uh beat people said that he said right after the game it's my leg and it's like yeah we know that we (laughs) saw that but that that's as more all the information he would get but what i'm hearing is it's a it's deep bruises and i think that can be really painful the more you get hit like that the worse it's going to be i would leave him out let him sit um Mm. and let avery come in and, and jake rubley and maybe we can see what both of them can do but I think there's a lot of potential. Uh, I just want to see our backup or backups do a heck of a lot better than you, uh, Central Florida's backup. I'm going to call them Central Florida.
2: Yeah, I, I figured out they don't like
7: Central yeah, Florida. Yeah, they don't like it, so let's do it.
2: They'll flip out if you say Golden Knights. Holy! <laughs> I made the mistake. I I so I I'm going to be part of the uh, Sons of UCF live show tomorrow I, I went on a small radio show yesterday and i said golden and they hung up on me i was like oh my Ooh. god you do not say golden knights they're gonna come and find you and snap your
7: legs well isn't that their name what are they no just the knights just, just the knights. Knights. so the golden knights is old
2: <laughs> yes and they hate it um yeah they're an odd
7: bunch even, even though they're only like a 1979 established school yeah, yeah.
2: But I mean, <laughs> That's God, old. they have a ton of freaking alumni. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, but we'll yeah. move on from that. It, it's time to start talking specifically about the game. I want to know everyone's biggest key to V on Saturday. We're going to start with Casey. We're going to keep him batting lead off. So Saturday rolls around. What's going to be your biggest
3: key to V? I think the biggest key to V is win the turnover battle, you know, just plain, plain and simple. We get more turnovers than they do. I don't think we've won it yet yet this year. Not that I know of. I don't. I think we're either even or lost a turnover battle in the first three games. So, let's go win one. Win one this week. All right, we'll go to Cameron next.
2: Cameron, uh, I assume you're a student, so you, you better be bringing the noise out there. So, what's the, going to be the biggest key to V on Saturday?
4: Um, I'd like to see some offensive line production or at least some improvement uh, i know it was better last last week ish but with duffy being back it needs to be better
2: yeah if we get those 30 snaps of christian duffy and i'm gonna leave it to people smarter than me like ksu underscore fan when he's diagramming pop plays up i'm gonna reach out to him and be like all right shoot me straight how much better are we with christian duffy in there and i'm hoping he's saying a lot better uh, we'll go to coley dub and then matt uh, Coley dub, what is your biggest key to me? Uh,
5: I think the defense needs to have a bounce back game. Um, I know, uh, central Florida, as they love to be called, uh, they, you know, they have that Gus mouse on offense They go fast as hell. Uh, I, they probably were salivating when they saw some of those big plays given up last week against Mizzou. So hopefully our DBS can step up and just have sound, you know, communication on the defensive end and wrap up and don't miss tackles and let them go loose.
2: Yeah. And they're, they're going to want to run the ball. So they're playing strength on strength for that one. So that's going to be a great one, Cole. Um, We'll go to map next map. What's going to be your biggest key to V for this game on Saturday versus the big 12 newcomers.
6: Well, I think I'm going to be kind of cheesy on this and and Cole kind of took my DB uh, play and stuff, but I'm thinking, I think the the team itself is going to have to play with a purpose. Uh, More of what I watched the other day, it was more or less the second half, right after halftime. And I watched most of the whole second half. And I mean, I'm not saying we didn't play with um, some vigor and stuff, but it just didn't seem like the 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 purpose and and the we just. I don't want to say going through the motions, but it kind of seemed like that at times. Missouri Maybe was I'm the off.
2: dictator. They they brought yeah, the they, game to
6: us. Right, right. And and not only that, I think the crowd. I think if, we, if we'll if we come in, if they'll come in for warm-ups and right off the bat, and we show them that we're back behind them, I think that will help them. I mean, like I said, I'm going to be a little cheesy on this, but at the same time, you know, they called a home field advantage for a reason. So,
2: no, I, I think that's great. And, and again, I, I've said it on the show um, and I hope I'm wrong. I, I'm a little worried about that. I've seen a lot of folks trying to sell tickets for cheap. Um, you know, I think a lot of the air has kind of been let out of the fan base. You know, I mean, heck even, even Joel said it himself. I said it myself, you know, sad boy days, you know, everyone's a little, uh, you know, still kind of in, in their feelings here. Uh, so I, I don't think it's cheesy at all. I think if, if the crowd comes out, juiced gives that little bit of energy. I'm hoping they kind of play with a little bit of that villain energy. I want to see them talk a little trash. I want to see them kind of getting UFC or UCF's face, central Florida's face. Cause I think they were missing that on Saturday. And uh, I I think some of the players on Missouri really punked K state uh, in that game. And I hope we get our swagger back. So I don't think that's cheesy at all. Uh, we'll go to pad tie Joel tonight. Uh, Joel, uh, what's going to be your biggest key to V for this game?
0: Yeah, for me, a little off script here, it's going to be Joe Klanderman. That dude needs to show up after last week. Piss poor performance. I'm sorry, Mr. Clandy man. Um, But, yeah, I mean, th- we weren't blitzing on third down sometimes. Like, obvious passing situation. I don't know. Um, need to see some marketable improvement this week
2: all right there you go we'll go to ema elvis next ema elvis what is going to be the biggest key to v ema elvis all right we're going to move on uh it happens this is a live show sometimes that happens before we move on a big key to v is always going to be charlie hustle The most comfortable, the most stylish, and the straight-up best officially licensed K-State gear in the world comes from Charlie Hustle. Starting to get a little cool out. It's time for you to get your new lucky hoodie or crew neck. Also, go to the Bosco's Boys Twitter account. The September giveaway is on. If you want a free shirt from Charlie Hustle, go to the Bosco's Boys Twitter account. Scroll on the timeline. Find the tweet retweet it send in your favorite k-state picture of all time make sure you're following us and our friends at charlie hustle and you will be entered in the drawing for a free k-state t-shirt actually technically it's just a free t-shirt from charlie hustle uh so if you want something from the arrowhead collection a casey Hart, anything like that anything is fair game all right we'll go to casey next casey who's going to be your pick to click in this one Who's going to? Who are you going to walk away from the game and say, "Hey,
3: he he had a good one. He was part of the reason why we won." Uh, give me D- DJ Giddens for this one. I think he's ready to. He's ready to have himself a day. He's going to need to probably take quite a bit more snaps with uh, Sean being out, and if Avery's in, I get the feeling the staff might be a little bit more hesitant to pass it. I think they'll still let him pass, but we we'll have to rely on the run game quite a bit more.
2: Yeah. No. I I think that's a. Fair one. And again, I don't think I mentioned it on this show, um, mentioned it in the previous episodes, but Trashawn Ward. I mean, I, I know Chris Kleiman said doubtful. I think he's like full on out. I don't think we're going to see any Trashawn Ward. Uh, so it's going to have to be a lot of him, and we'll see who spells him, uh, whether it's Shippers, whether it's James White, whether it's uh, Big Tony Frias, uh, you know, Joe Jackson. We'll see who spells him. Uh, but I think it's going to be a big uh, carry day for DJ, so that's a good one. We'll go to Cameron next. Cameron, who's gonna? who are you going to walk away? Who are you going to uh, be walking out of the state and be like, all right, this guy, he had a big game. He was part of the reason why we won.
4: Um, I'm going to go with Ben Sennett. Uh, he had a great game against Missouri. Um, I'm sure he wants those two drops back. Uh, I think he's going to take that energy into the Central Florida game, and I think he's going to ball out.
2: I think that's a good one. And and again, uh, some really bad drops. You you pointed out there's one really bad one on third down, but he did have a big game and he's starting to get even more love from the senior bowl, from some of those NFL draft analysts. Uh, I'm not going to be in my usual seats uh, on Saturday. Uh, I always see all the different NFL scouts walking back up uh, after warmups on the field. I guarantee there's going to be some NFL guys there to take a look at Ben Senate. So Uh, I'm sure he'll have a big one. We'll go back to Ema Elvis. Ema Elvis, uh, we'll give you another shot. Uh, Give us your key to V and your pick to click.
7: Key to V is going to be like last week. It didn't work out very well, so let's do it again. Offensive line, getting a running game established. Um, Just didn't do that last week, and I think it would have helped a ton. So many missed opportunities that could have made it gone that three points difference. Is all we needed. So I think this week, if we can get Giddens running and Prius uh, and get some movement on that line where we're pushing people off instead of getting backed up and getting too much penetration back there, got to get those guys some traction. So I think that's going to really help. Pick the click. I'm going to say Avery Johnson. Get him his hundred on the ground. uh, Get him a couple hundred in the air and then bring in Jake Rubley.
2: I like it. I like it. We'll go to we'll go to Cole next. Cole, who's gonna be your pick to click?
5: Um, it's going with the guy we haven't talked about much and kind of how you mentioned earlier, Central Florida's gonna to try to get the run game going, but I'm gonna to have to go Austin Romain if if Cats wanna have a good game, I think that another true freshman that's less Harold than Avery Johnson, quite the opposite of Avery Johnson. Uh he's gonna to have to step up and make some big stops and fill in the fill in those holes on the on the defensive side of the ball.
2: Yeah, he's going to be tested, and you know you're going to need a big game from Austin Romaine, who's going to ha- or from Austin Moore, who's going to take over the sheriffing responsibilities, getting the defense lined up. So uh, Romaine's going to have to clean up a lot of the trash that comes his way as well. So that's a good one. We'll go to map next. Map, who is going to be your pick to click?
6: Well, I'm going to go with the position group. I think the defensive backs are going to uh, come out this game more focused. I think, you know, you if you read on Twitter and, and everything, and, and I do believe things, you know, that come out of the kids' mouths, not so much coaches sometimes, but the kids, you know, if the kids say they're more focused and if they're working on this and that, I, I think they're going to try to want to get back what they thought they had um, and prove that, they, that uh, Saturday's game with Missouri was, I don't want to say fluke, but wasn't their way of play. So I think I think they come back and, and show a good game.
2: Yeah, I think the terminology from Kobe Savage on multiple occasions was a pissed off focus. Um, I believe that's the terminology he used. And if that's the case, then I'm all for it. Uh so, so I think that I think that's a good call there. Uh we'll go
0: to Joel next. Joel, who's gonna be your pick to click? All righty. I'm gonna say it. I'm speaking it into existence so you guys can thank me later. Pick to click, what is this week, for Keegan Johnson, please go off. Please, for the love of God, go off. I I think it is going to
2: be super important to get Keegan Johnson uh, involved in the very first drive. I don't care if it's a z- jet sweep. I don't care if it's like one of those stupid little touch passes so whoever the quarterback is can get credit for the yards. I don't care if it's a button hook, slant, whatever it is. I I, if Keegan Johnson's going to get going, I, I'm looking for him to get 15 to 20 yards on that very first drive. Uh, so, you know, I'm marking it down. If Keegan goes off, we're giving all the credit to Joel. Um, all right. We're going to go to Zach next. Zach, uh, if you want to, I know I know you're always bringing the hard hitting a- analysis. Uh, if you want to give us a key to V and a pick to click, you can. Otherwise, if you're just here to hang out, that's fine as well. But uh, Zach, what do you got? Yeah, I can hear him. Eh, kind of, whatever. No one listens to the live shows anyways.
8: Okay. Um, uh, key to beat Um Well, I mean, not to dwell on the past, which I'm being accused of doing a lot, which I am, but um, I went back and watched the highlights today of the game, and we got to have better safety play. Um, we got to have better safety play. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, Siegel was getting exposed a lot. Is it Siegel, Siegel?
2: Marquise um, Siegel.
8: Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it needs to be better. I mean, that would be my key to be just immediately. I mean, if you, if you clean that up, we probably beat Mizzou by at least a touchdown, I think. That's just my opinion. And then what else was the other question?
2: If you want to give us your pick to click.
8: Um. That's a great question. I'm going to keep going with Austin Moore, just because especially now with Daniel Green being out for the year.
2: He will have to be a big one. He will have to be a big one. All right, uh, before we get moving on, again, I already shouted out Manhattan Brewing Company and Charlie Hustle, but it is the perfect combination for every fall Saturday. It doesn't matter, matter whether it is a crew neck or one of their super stylish – uh you know t-shirts hell even for the for the women out there they got crop tops they have ringers, they have joggers if you're just wanting to stay at home they have everything you need so you can be the most stylish fan at your tailgate watch party or in the stadium. you guys know the perfect beverage before during, and after a k state uh football game is Manhattan Brewing Company. I might even try to illegally sneak some into Bill Snyder family stadium because that's how much I love Manhattan Brewing Company. All right, let's get super specific predictions out here. Um, I don't think that I have gotten one of these right. I don't even, I mean, I'll probably wait till the end. I'll come up with one. I didn't do one in the, uh, I didn't do one in my game preview show. I'll come up with one at the end. We're going to start with Casey to get us started. Casey, I have a feeling yours is going to be right. So make it a good one.
3: What is your super specific prediction? Man, I really hope this one comes right. Uh, I'm feeling And Avery Johnson, really nice 69-yard touchdown run. Man, that would be awesome. I I can only imagine all the
2: fun people will have on Twitter with that one if it comes true. Uh, We'll go to Cameron next. Cameron, for the Wildcats versus the Central Florida Golden Knights, what is your super specific prediction?
4: Uh, I think that I'm going to be walking in to the student section late, and on the second play of the game, Uh, central floor is going to be so focused on the avery run attack they're going to completely forget about giddens and he's going to have a 77 yard touchdown
2: that's a good one and i appreciate the sacrifice you're making showing up a little late to make that super specific prediction happen uh your sacrifice will not be lost on me so thank you for your service on that one uh we'll go to joel next joel what's going to be your super specific prediction
0: yeah, this one is in honor of my boy Cole Hager. Uh, he's not here tonight. Colorado Cole some of y'all know him. Yeah. Uh, not, he's still Not with actually us. dead. Not dead. Yeah, he's, he's still with us, but just not here. Uh, but, yeah, I think we're going to see some butt cheek action this week. Come on. Uh, I think the pants, there's going to be something with the humidity, you know, coming from Florida, a little altitude change. It's going to morph the pant a little bit on the boys. Uh, maybe their equipment staff has a little little fluke happen in the in the washer this week you never know Uh but yeah butt cheeks will be seen parents uh take caution I absolutely love it
2: I want it to happen so bad Uh, not because I need to see exposed butt cheeks but just because like you know it's become like an ongoing you know fun joke for the live show during football season so I need it to happen before the podcast dies whether it's you know, and and it's not dying anytime soon. I'm not even going to try to make a joke. Everyone gets like in their field, they're texting me, Scott, you're not killing on No, the podcast isn't dying anytime soon. It's going to keep going. We'll go to Coley Dub next. Cole, what is going to be your super specific prediction?
5: Uh, My super specific prediction is uh, Christian Duffy. So he's been out for a while now. He's going to be ready to go, ready to play, ready just to delete some people, man. Like, I feel like he's going to just maul and just, Get at least four pancakes on a outside linebacker, a cornerback trying to come in and get after the QB. He's just going to delete them, just send them into another
2: universe. Four pancakes. That's what I'm going. I'm, that's what I'm writing down for your official one. I, I'm that is super specific. Four pancakes. Writing it down. We'll go to map next. Map. What is your super specific prediction?
6: I'm gonna go back to the <clears throat> first one I did, or the one I did for the first game. And it may have a better chance this time. I'm going to go with uh, Avery Johnson, 27-yard pass to R.J. Garcia in the end zone. We get to see their celebration together. Got to have it. Got to see it. Like I don't even care if it's a 57-yard touchdown pass. I want to see those two celebrate together. I think that they
2: probably have something. And I think they'll probably get flagged, but it'll be worth it. Uh, we'll go to Ema Elvis next. Ema Elvis, what do you got for me?
7: Avery Johnson doesn't run on the first snap, but he does run in uh, in the first series of downs and gets 50-plus. Ooh, on, okay. On his first carry.
2: On, on his first carry, 50-plus. Yeah. Okay, so not the first play of the drive, but he will have one. All right, all right, I got that marked down. Uh, and then we'll go K-State man, Mr. Zach. Zach, what do you got for me?
8: So to continue my trend of being an analytical Andy, um, I was looking at you know I implore 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 you to look at the stats the KSU underscore fan puts out. Um, they're really informative, and I noticed our turnover rate is in the toilet. We've only turned over opponents. We're way down at the bottom of the Big Twelve. Put me down for our defense turns them over like four times.
2: So I think we're due for a game like that. And Chris Kleiman specifically called out in his press conference and said, hey, in this game on tip balls, we need to intercept it. When the ball gets on the carpet, we need to dive on it and take care of it. So I think you might be on to something, Zach. Uh, and, And shout out to KSU underscore fan. He's the best. I absolutely love him. I wish he wasn't responsible and was helping mold the future of the youth and the children so he could come on the live shows make us all smarter but shout out to Jimmy he's the best. Uh Justin uh are you participating or just listening? Uh do you have a super specific prediction for us? Justin usually a listener. All right. Well, we'll just assume that is as a listen. Uh here's my super specific prediction. Uh I I was kind of taking everything in for you guys so I'm going back to a classic, and, and it is kind of going on that turnover uh, theme. And this is one of my classics. I have Shane Porter, forced fumble on the opening kickoff, recovered by Jet Denine. So that's right. Two of my all-time favorite special teams cats, uh, their little brothers, Seth, Seth's little brother and Jack's. I'm not going to call him the C-wolf, Wolf because I got cyberbullied really bad for trying to make that nickname a thing. Uh, but I have Shane Porter forcing a fumble and Jet Denine jumping on it on the opening kickoff. And also, I'm going to say this. If we win the toss, I want to defer. I understand it. You know, we we score on the opening drive, all that type of stuff. I understand it. I like deferring. I wish Chris Kleiman would just do it every time. We're currently 3-0 and winning the uh, uh, coin toss. So another thing to watch. All right, let's get into the score predictions. Before we'll end, talking a little bit about Daniel Green as his K-State career appears to have come to an end. We'll go to Casey. Casey, uh, I think the line currently showing at Caesars four and a half with an over-under at 51 and a half. So what is the score going to be?
3: I think we cover that spread. I'm saying uh cats 31, Central Florida, Golden Knights 21.
2: I like it. I like it. We'll go to Cameron next. Cameron, uh, I hope you're not betting uh, because I think it might be illegal. I don't know how old you are. Don't disclose that information just in case the IRS is listening. What's the score going to be?
4: I'll go 38 cats and we'll go 27 Golden Knights.
2: There we go. High scoring game. We'll go to Joel
0: next. Joel, what do you got for me? A lot of running, a lot of long drives, 28, 24 cats on top.
2: 20. All right. Was it 28, 24? Yes, sir. All right. Getting that marked down. I think that could, that, that very well could be, could be one. All right. We'll go to Cole next. Coley dub. What do you got for me?
5: Um, I'll go with 34, 24 cats,
2: 34, 24. We got some field goals in that one. Uh, Looks like there could be a little bit of rain before the game and a little bit of rain after the game. So be careful driving to and from Manhattan. Hopefully, not going to see a wet game like the last time the Central Florida Golden Knights came to town. Map, what is your score?
6: We go K State thirty five, Golden Knights
2: twenty three. Ooh. All right, all right. I I hope I hope none of them are listening. They're going to come and. Try to cancel me and take my dog away for for all the Golden Knights uh, stuff we're throwing out there. We'll go to Ema Elvis next. Ema Elvis, what's the score going to be?
7: I think we'll keep it low for them. They didn't score uh, very many against Boise. Uh, and I think our defense is better than Boise State. So it's going to be Caps 37, Golden Corral 17.
2: Well, it sounds like they're not going to be going up for too many seconds with only scoring 17. Uh, we'll go to K-State man, Mr. Zach, uh, in case, you know, assuming he put took his groceries in. Zach, have you gotten your groceries inside your apartment? Uh-oh. Uh-oh, he might not have. We can come back to Zach here in a second. We'll, we'll get Zach's sc- – oh, no. I'm ready. All right. All right. What, what's the score yeah. going to be?
9: Um. Sorry, I was not ready. Um, I do think I'm actually going to be the opposite of my normal homer Homer self. I'm going to go with K-State taking care of business by two touchdowns at least. I'm going to go with Cats 27,
2: UCF 10. Hey, because there, think, we, there, there we go. I like it. I like it. All right, we're going to wrap up talking a little bit about Daniel Green. I think uh, Austin Moore said it best. Uh, the university, the football program and the city of Manhattan is better off for of having Daniel Green uh, becoming a wildcat, a Portland, Oregon native who originally committed to K-State, uh, had to take a year, I believe, a prep school. Uh, so much kind of, you know, drama. Will Daniel Green make it to campus? A four-star recruit, one of the highest rated guys uh, that Bill Snyder brought in during the 2.0 era uh, when you look at recruiting rankings. Uh playing behind some uh old timers in themselves with you know Elijah Sullivan. Um, you know, just a- an absolute, you know, mainstay for the last six, seven years in the K-State football zeitgeist. Uh tore his uh peck. Uh I was absolutely gutted when I was informed about this on uh Monday morning. Um, it becomes official on Tuesday. Um Like I said, I don't think he's a Ring of Honor guy. I don't think he makes it into the K-State Hall of Fame, but he's going to be remembered as a cult hero, as a legend, as a torchbearer for this new era of K-State football. So I just want to give everyone a chance to uh, say whatever they'd like about uh, Daniel Green. Uh, Definitely not the way we wanted his career to end, uh, but an absolute mainstay and a beast at linebacker. We'll go with Casey first. Casey, uh, anything you'd like to say about
3: Daniel Green's career at K-State? Yeah, I like how you said he's kind of going to be a bit of a, a, a cult hero. He's probably not going to be able to ring a honor or anything, but, man, shout out to him. Thank you for everything you know you did for the program, and I'm, I'm glad he was able to get a ring during his time here. Yep, definitely. We'll go to Cameron next. Cameron, uh, anything you'd like to say about
2: Daniel Green's career? And it sounds like uh, Chris Kleinman will have him around kind of as a student coach for the balance of the year uh, before he moves on with his career. So he'll be around the program. Uh, but we won't see him strapping it on again.
4: Um, yeah, so I've been watching Daniel Green since early high school, and um, it's just it's sad to have a guy that I can just remember um, being just one of the main names um, for K-State football, especially when I was growing up. So, um, yeah, it's just sad. And the way that he went out, Just it really sucks.
2: We'll go to Cole next. Cole, what, what what would you like to say about Daniel Green and his career?
4: Um,
5: this is gonna sound kind of random. You know, we all in life we all have those r- random memories. You're like, why is that one of my memories I remember? Um, but when I first moved to Austin, I was doing job interviews. This is really random. Um, I just remember like when he committed because I remember like, oh, guys, like I, I was about to get ready to go in for a job interview and i remember just scoring on my phone before I went in and I was like, Oh, Daniel green committed like this guy's a stud. And then, I don't know. It's really weird. I just remember when he committed and everything and, uh, then watching him. And then I remember the, the first real, like, Oh, this might be a dude. Is that Mississippi state game? You know, with that big hit and everything at the end. Um, it sucks how it's ended obviously, but you know, he came in, did his time, got a big 12 championship ring. And, uh, as everyone else said, you kind of a cool hero. He'll be a linebacker
0: that's remembered for sure.
2: We'll go to Joel next. Joel, uh, final thoughts about the career of Daniel Green?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, obviously a beast. Uh, one of my one of my favorite memories actually. Um, I played uh, a game that involves a uh, ping pong ball and some cups against him um, my freshman year. You, so you and... played beer
2: beer pong against Daniel Green.
0: Yeah, him and Wayne Jones, me and Cole did. <laughs> did you guys win? No, <laughs> we lost for sure. Um, but definitely a good guy, like, um, and just a beast on the field, man. Just all about his business day in and day out. Um, I guess had some growing up, he did. Um, I don't really know anything about that. Um, but proud of him for doing that for sure. But yeah, cult hero, legend. Um, Probably one of the hardest-hitting dudes, probably up there with hardest-hitting dudes we've had come through. Well, that final Um,
2: sack that might have, you know, torn torn him up. I mean, it was a WWE clothesline of Brady Cook, and that's the the hit that now has Brady Cook questionable versus Memphis. So, uh, I mean, his hits are going to be on the hype videos forever, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, he just – reckless abandonment, great – two words to describe Deuce Green. Um, But, yeah, thank you, sir, for your work. Um, Thank you for a ring. It was incredible what he's done. Um, Like I said, cult cult leader, cult cult hero. Um, Not going to be a ring of honor guy, like you said, unfortunately, but definitely one that I will remember for a long time.
2: We'll go to Map next. Map, what do you like to say about Deuce
6: Green? Well, I want to tell him thank you and appreciate him choosing K-State Right off the bat, um even though it did take him a little bit to get here, but uh, the the ethics and the uh, loyalty to get here and to stay here, um I think we I think we need to put in perspective too that he chose to come back one more year. He could have tried to move on, he could have tried to go to the next level, whatever that may be, but he chose to come back. Um, he he wanted to give a, a help, give K State another ring. He wanted to, and I get it. Wanted to make make a better show for him for his profession in the next level. I get that, but at the same time, that wasn't the only reason. So a kid that's selfless like that, and you know, I, I heard it uh, on Twitter and stuff. You know, the the kid, the players are talking about him going to be around. He's not going to be around the team to sulk and stuff. He's gonna be pushing them. He's gonna be that leader they talk about. And there's so many more ways that a kid can be a team player. So I think he will he will be part of the team throughout the season. I think that would be the smart thing to do. And I think he'll have him ready for Friday or for Saturday.
7: Definitely. We'll go to Ema Elvis next. Yeah, I loved watching him play, nose for the ball, crunched people. <clears throat> always in the right place at the right time. Uh, Hated that he wasn't healthy as much as he would certainly want to be and missed opportunities to play so much last year. And then loved that he said he was coming back and uh, that the team still had things to prove and unfinished business. And he didn't get to fulfill that. So I know that he will be an important part of the team going forward on the sidelines during games on the field, during practice uh, and in the locker room, he's going to be a a key player still. And uh, I think, I think uh, he's going to be a great motivator for the team.
2: Definitely. Well said. And we'll wrap it up with Zach, Zach, any final words on the career of Daniel green before he transitions into being a little bit of a player coach this year. And then uh, we'll see what happens next year as well.
9: Yeah, uh, Daniel Green just, you know, he represented what Kansas State is. Um, Hard-working, um, loyal. I mean, he just, he he was such a, there's a word I'm looking for, but you know what I mean? He was just, he he was Kansas State. He was the prototypical guy that played in the Kansas State football program. He gave it his all. I mean, I, I was just, you know, floored when I saw the news that he was out for the year. You know, from where I was sitting up in, you know, the space station at a throw, I, I really, you know, I couldn't focus that closely on the guys. So, I mean, when I saw him afterwards running and not being able to move his arm, I mean, that, uh, that would have really been hard to watch. So I just, you know, I feel so bad for him. And he, he is such a good representative for Kansas State football.
2: Well said, well said. Um, well, we'll leave it out at that. Uh, uh, tomorrow we're going to have a great whip around featuring Callis uh, Robinette of the Kansas City Star. We'll have Cole Carmody of Go Paracat delivering the K State primer. We're going to have my friends from uh, Sons of UCF giving the opponent primer, and we should be having Ace Edwards of the Aggieville Alley Cats giving our Wildcat Roundup as well to talk a little bit of K-State soccer, basketball, or women's basketball, volleyball, and all the non-revenue sports as well. So a special shout-out to Cameron making his first live show. Uh, shout-out to him. Shout-out to all the folks who participate in the live show. Shout-out to the Boneheads. Again, even after uh, you know that that crappy game versus Missouri, as I'm recording this right now, this month has already surpassed number five for most downloads in the history of Bosco's Boys. This has a real shot at uh, going number one all time with uh, 10 days left in the month. So if you're listening to this, thank you so much for helping contribute to that. Let's see if we can hit that uh, number one mark, uh, which would be over 100,000 downloads in one month. So that's the type of number we're looking at, folks. And none of this would be possible without the Boneheads Without Chauncey, the best dog in the world, and without the best sponsors in the world, Charlie Hustle, Manhattan Brewing Company, and shout out to our network, the 1012 Network, part of the sports social uh, company, the largest sports podcasting company in all of Europe. That's right, Bosco's Boys is international, but you know we'll be cheering for Team USA in the Ryder Cup. Uh, because who cares about that? Has that even happened? Here I am trying to pretend I know anything with golf. I don't know anything about golf. I just know sometimes we play the Europeans and they usually beat us when it's over there. So it doesn't matter. Thank you to all of you. Thank you to Chauncey, who's snoozing right at my feet. He's the best dog in the world. We love you guys and go cats.
10: Three, four. Hail to the pearl. Wild cat in spirit, wild cat in fight. Hail alma mater from sea to sea. Onward forever, hail victory. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Fight! You can't stay, wild cat's form alma mater fights, glory in the combat for the purple and the white, faithful to our colors we will ever be, a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory, fight, 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 fight! UK State Wildcat. we
4: Network.